Continuing this afternoon with our studies on the fall and depravity of man, looking at what we state in our article of faith, we believe that man was originally created upright, finitely perfect, but by voluntary transgression, he fell from his happy and holy estate. In consequence of which disobedience and threatened death was then and there inflicted, and he totally lost all spiritual life, becoming dead in trespasses and sins, and becoming subject to the power of the devil, that sin of Adam was imputed to his entire race, and that the corrupt nature has been transmitted to all his posterity by ordinary generation. And hence, every descendant of Adam is by nature a cloud of wrath, totally destitute of spiritual life, at enmity with God, wholly inclined to evil, without strength, without hope, unless saved by Christ and made alive by the Holy Spirit of God. That is a mouthful. And as we have already looked previously, and we will continue to look at what we haven't looked at, statements in this statement this afternoon, and we'll probably not get through them this afternoon, but we'll go as far as we can, and then we may have a couple more sessions on it. We left off last week with the idea and thought of, but by voluntary transgression, he fell from his happy and holy estate, ready for the consequence of that. In consequence of which disobedience and threatened death was then and there inflicted. That is, <laughs> well, turn with me to the book of Genesis, chapter 2, in verses 16 and 17, and we'll let the Word of God say it. In our statement, we said, disobedience the law of God, there's a consequence 
And that consequence is death, which was threatened. God told Adam, in the day you eat there, thou shalt surely die. Verse 16 of Genesis chapter 2, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. Eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. There's nowhere in that phrase or statement of God any leeway for maybe. There's no maybe to it. You will not maybe die. You shall surely die. Truly die. So, God, for disobedience to his law, to his commandment, which is sin, threatened us. Just to let the word of God speak, turn back to the book of 1 John. 1 John chapter 3. I may have, yeah, I've got this in my reference. Concerning the breaking of the law. What is the breaking of the law? What is the breaking of the commandment of God? It is sin. All sin is a transgression of the law of God. Verse 4 of 1 John chapter 3. Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law. For sin is the transgression of the law. You disobey the law of God. It is sin. And God said to Adam and Eve, she wasn't named Eve yet, but she was Adam, thou shalt surely die. Not maybe, but thou shalt surely die. Going back to the book of Genesis, chapter 3, and looking at verse 19, Verse 19 of chapter 3, we read these words. God said to man, In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread. In other words, work is going to become work. Work is going to become laborious. Work is going to become Toilsome work is going to become hard. You see, there always was work. Adam and Eve, when they were created, they were set in the garden and they were to be a tiller of the ground, a keeper of, of the ground. They worked. The work wasn't labor, it wasn't toilsome, it wasn't wearisome. 
Don't you wish that's the way work was today? Well, if you had not sinned, it would be. In the sweat of thy faith shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground, for out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou remain. What is that? It's death. There he's talking about the physical death. But in verse 16 and 17, verse 17, in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Thou shalt die spiritually and physically. A total death. A death upon this mortal body and death upon the spiritual. You say, well, Adam didn't die physically, immediately. No, but, but the day that he ate thereof, he began to die physically. He did die spiritually. I believe we stated that last week, that the moment he ate thereof, he died spiritually. And he began to die physically. And so, Hebrews chapter 9, going back to a verse that we read in this morning's message. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 27. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, the appointment of the physical death, the laying of this mortal body into the ground, from dust out we came and back to dust we'll go. But after this, the judgment, the judgment of bliss and joy or judgment of woe come upon them. Turn with, uh, well, yes, turn to Romans chapter 6. I was going to just quote it, but sometimes I, I do that and I get that not all of you can quote it. Chapter 6, verse 23. We've already seen that the breaking of God's law, the transgression of God's law is sin. And God said, And thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. You'll die spiritually, and you'll die physically. We've already seen that there is an appointment given to every man the exception of, of Enoch and Elijah. There's an appointment given to every man except those who are alive at the appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ, not the actual coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, but the appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ. They shall not taste of physical death. But every man has an appointed time of his physical death. For the wages of sin is death. 
the penalty, penalty for sin is death, stated in Ephesians, or Genesis chapter 2 and verse 17, and stated here in Romans chapter 6, in verse 23. Having looked at 1 John chapter 3 and verse 4, where we saw the transgression of the law of God is, is sin. Sin before God. How much of the law of God? Well, James chapter 2 tells us to offend in one point. Just, just a point. That word there means just a, the smallest point of the law. Is the beauty of breaking the whole law of God. If we say that we honor God and we love God and we serve God, and, and, but we do not love our fellow man as we ought to love our fellow man, to love them with a, God, with a divine love, a self-sacrificing love, We've broken the law of God. Because the God whom we say we honor and revere and serve has commanded that we have a self-sacrificing love to our fellow man. Which we are guilty of breaking. And there's none of us not a one that honors God supremely as he ought to be honored and as he ought to be revered. Oh, but I know one day, one day I am all praise, glory, and honor is going to be unto his holy name. Turn with me. Over one page to the fifth chapter. The fifth chapter of Romans. In verse 12. Wherefore, as by one man, Adam, sin entered into the world, and death by sin... And so, death passed upon all men, all Adam's posterity. And that's us even today, 6,000 years later. We are still the posterity of Adam. So death passed upon all men. Why? Adam's the one that sinned. We fell on Adam. We sin nature. You know, we did not sin after the similitude of Adam's transgression. We're sinners. <laughs> and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. All of Adam's posterity have sinned. There's not a one can claim to be sinless. And we would say, some would say, 
except Jesus Christ, but he was not Adam's posterity. He was born of the Holy Spirit of God. That which was in Mary was of God. It was not of Adam's posterity. Because of his transgression, because of his sin, death, the consequence for sin, was inflicted upon him immediately. And it's, I mean, the day I was born, I abode under the sentence of death. And you did too. We abode under the sentence of death. Praise God for his grace. The rest of Romans chapter 6 and verse 23. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And he totally lost all spiritual life. He, he not only abode under the sentence of, of a physical death, but as we've already discussed, he died spiritually. And every one of us born of Adam's posterity are born spiritually dead. We become dead in trespasses and sins and becoming subject to the power of the devil. That sin of Adam was imputed to his entire race. His entire posterity. The book of Ephesians in chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2 and, and verse 1. Are dead in trespasses and sins. We, we that are saved, we that are made alive in Christ Jesus. Now, but before that, we were dead in trespasses and sins. Verse 5 also states the same. Even when we were dead in sins. <laughs> we were dead spiritually, obviously. These Ephesians weren't dead. Physically, they were, if they were physically, then there would have been no need for a letter to the Ephesians. There wouldn't have been any Ephesians in the church to send a letter to if they'd have been dead physically. If they were dead spiritually, and God, by His power, Gave them life. I'm so thankful that he gave me life. Another verse that we read this morning, Colossians chapter 2 and 
verse 13. And you being dead in your sins and in the circumcision of your flesh. You see, the, we were dead in sins and, and the, the filth of the flesh had not been cut away. And God, that verse goes on to say, hath he quickened, hath he made alive together with him, having forgiven your trespasses. In other, in other words, we were made alive. We, we became no longer dead in sins, but alive unto God. The, the filth of, the filthy flesh of our heart was cut away. We were given a new heart. One that desires in righteousness and true holiness. Desires to be obedient to God, to His Word. Romans, back to the book of Romans and and look with me here 18 remember we're still talking about the imputation of that that, that being spiritually dead being imputed to, to all of Adam's posterity verse 18 therefore as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even though by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience Many were made sinners. In fact, that many as all were made sinners. Verse 12. For that all have sinned. Romans chapter 3 and verse 23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We were all made sinners. So by the obedience of one shall many, many of those all... be made righteous. Thank God that He sent His Son, His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Turn with me back to the er, forward to the book of 1 Corinthians. Chapter 15. In verse 22. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. That is, all those in Christ 
made alive. But only those that are in Christ, because those that are still in Adam, they die. They, they die physically, and they're spiritually dead, and they're going to suffer eternal separation from God in woe, in the lake of fire. Torment. Never to be put out. Never to stop. They're exceeding sinful. Just, just look with me. Back at Ephesians chapter 2. They're exceeding sinful. And we could have read some other passage. We could read Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 3. Begin with verse 9 and 10. And read about 8 or 9 verses there. See how sinful, how sinfully wicked man is? Go back to the book of Psalms in chapter 14 and, and see, see that there is none that, that seek after God, which is a Romans chapter 3 quotes that. Verses 2. Those who are dead and trespass sins walk according to the course of this world according to the prince of the power of the air they, they follow after Satan. they walk as he walks they walk according as he walks they're just like him that's why Jesus told those Jews in, in the book of John and chapter in verse 44 that they were of their father the devil because they did the works of Satan till we walk according to the course of this world which is evil which is wickedness which is not according to God it's according to the prince of the power of the air that spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. That's what we were. We were a child of disobedience. We continued our walk. We all had our conversation, our manner of life, and times past, and before salvation, before being made alive. In the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And we're by nature the children of wrath, even as others. What, what did God say, say about man? He said in, in, in the pre flood, He said that the imaginations of their heart were only evil continually. What did He say after the flood? That the imaginations of their heart are only evil continually. <laughs> and that's what man without Christ is. He's dead and trespasses. And he's spiritually dead. You see, all Adam's posterity follow in pursuit 
And I know some would like to blame Adam. But what makes them think? What makes you think that you would have done any differently than Adam? Have you done differently? <laughs> oh, we haven't done differently. And we wouldn't have done any differently than Adam. So we can only blame ourselves. We can't blame Adam for our transgressions. We just dealt with that in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 18, on, on Wednesday evening. How that every man is accountable. For his own doings, whether they be evil or whether they be righteous. The next statement we have here is that and they that the corrupt nature has been transmitted to all his posterity by ordinary generation you know what I mean by right of birth your your children are your ordinary generation <laughs> they, they are your seed turn with me back to Genesis Genesis chapter 5. And this is the accounting of the generations of Adam. And here's what it says. Verse 1. This is the book of the generations of Adam in the day that God created man in the likeness of God made he him that original man was made in his likeness in the image of God male and female created he them and blessed them and called the name Adam. Notice their name. They were called Adam, male and female, until after that sin came, and then Adam called her Eve because she was going to be the mother of all his posterity. Just a tidbit I had to throw out there. And blessed them and called their name Adam in the day when they were created. Verse 3. Notice the transition. Adam before sin 
when he was created in the image of God, was perfect, was upright, was righteous, was holy. But sin entered. And Adam lived an hundred and thirty years and begat a son in his own likeness. What was the likeness? What was the image of Adam now when he had generation, had seed come forth? What was his image now? It was defaced. He'd sinned. He'd fallen. He had a sin nature now. And his seed, his son, was born in his own likeness after his image. He called his name Seth. Every, every son of Adam has been born and continues to be born. Are, are born in his likeness, in his image, with a sin nature. They come forth sinners. Chapter 8 of Genesis. And verse 21. Post flood. Noah came forth from the ark, his family, all living. He offered an offering unto the Lord. And the Lord smelled a sweet savor. And the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground any more for man's sake. For the imagination of man's heart is evil from his from his birth, his beginning is evil. Neither will I again smite any more everything living as I have done. That's God's statement. Man, every man, the seed of Adam. His posterity is evil. Job. The book of Job. In chapter 14. Look with me at verse 4. Job chapter 14 and Verse 4. Adam, Eve, have become unclean. 
Job says, who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean? It's not possible. You're unclean. Your children are born unclean. And their children are born unclean. Those sweet little grandbabies, I know, they're just sweet little grandbabies, but they're unclean. And yours are old enough, they manifest that they're unclean already. And your great-grandbabies, they manifest that they're unclean. He says, not one, no one can. There's not, there's not a clean thing that comes out of an unclean. How does man think that Adam and Eve, who were clean, defiled, defiled themselves by disobeying God and sinning, breaking His law, becoming unclean, can now bring forth something that is clean? It wasn't possible. They brought forth according to their likeness, according to their image. And it is continued ever since. The 25th chapter of the book of Job. Chapter 25. And look with me at verse 4. How then... Can man be justified with God? Or how can he be clean that is born of a woman who was unclean? Behold, even to the moon, and it shineth not. Yea, the stars are not pure in his sight. How much less man that is a worm and the son of man which is a worm. We're worms. We're unclean. We're despicable. Sinners exceeding. Psalms. The book of Psalms in chapter 14, I referred to passage uh, a little while ago. Psalms 14, verse 2. The Lord looked down from heaven upon children of men the children of men the children of Adam to see if there were any that did understand and see God they are all gone aside they are all together become filthy there is none that doeth good no not one. 
Verse 4, all are workers of iniquity. Have no knowledge. Turn with me to the 51st Psalm. Psalms chapter 51. And look with me at verse 5. The psalmist says, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive. He doesn't, he doesn't mean that his mother committed some sin when, when he was conceived. He means that, that she was a sinner. He had a nature to sin. And he's saying, he has the sin nature. To, to sin. Chapter 58. Chapter 58. Look at verse 3. The wicked are estranged from the womb. The wicked are strangers. Strangers to God. From the womb. The day they're born. They're born sinners. They have a sin nature. And it's not long they sin. They go astray as soon as they be born. Speaking lies. <laughs> you know your baby was crying to you when it's crying? That's what the psalmist said. God's word says. Isaiah chapter 48. And verse 8. Isaiah 48, 8. Yea, thou heardest not. Yea, thou knewest not. Yea, at that time that thine ear was not opened, for I knew that thou wouldest deal very treacherously and was called a transgressor when from the womb that's every every man all the posterity of Adam are born with the sin nature, they are born sinners. And they see sin exceeding. But I love the latter part of Romans chapter 5. Wherefore the law entered. 
that sin might be exceeding great. But grace, <laughs> where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Well, we got to 